0: I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The city of Brownsville held a signing ceremony for the Lit Communities Broadband Initiative. The chief strategy officer for Lit Communities, Brownsville native René Gonzalez, says that he's personally impacted by being involved with the Brownsville Broadband Initiative.
1: When you put your heart into something yeah, and... Um, I just can't tell you how proud I am of my team, of this city, and really for what's to come. The city's never going to be the same again.
0: Gonzalez responded to critics of the broadband initiative who say the city of Brownsville has adequate internet access.
1: There are claims of this network being seen as an overbuild, and the example that I give to others is that if if, if the folks are going to call us out and saying that we're overbuilding, in the same mindset, we would still be driving on dirt
2: roads.
0: Steve Taylor spoke to Chief Strategy Officer Rene Gonzalez about the Brownsville Broadband Initiative.
2: Quite a day for you. Yes, did sir. you ever see, think you get to this point? Well,
1: I guess the first question is that when I graduated from Brownsville, did I find myself part of a company that's going to um, make such a big impact in the community? I don't know if I was ready for that. Um, that's what happens in life, I think. You surround yourself with talent. You surround yourself with people that support you. And uh, push yourself very hard because don't worry, things don't like worry. this happen when you put your heart into something. Yeah. And um, I just can't tell you how proud I am yeah. of my team, of this city, and really for what's to come. The city's never going to be the same again.
2: Really but not, you, 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 I mean I've got to ask you because the private sector the big telecom companies they are rather critical they've got Brownsville in their sights, they're on this PR uh, effort to discredit what you're doing saying you haven't you'll never that the city will never have the money to to maintain it um, and your, your response to all those uh, you know they, they, I, I think it's too f- too far gone for them to stop Brownsville and Far. I think it's all designed to stop other cities following your lead. But um, your your response to the stuff you've read.
1: Well, I, I guess I can say that I'm thankful for li- having our company that is part of the private sector in the sense that we listen to supply and demand. And in a way, these incumbents who are leading these you know, anti-campaigns against what we're doing, have had decades to be able to do exactly what we're doing today. Nothing really stopped them from doing this. Nothing ever stopped them from doing this in other communities. Um, so in a way, we had an entry into the market. We had an entry into the market that was unforeseen for many. But for us, we knew all along that if we could get Brownsville to understand the power of having these two assets, the Middle Mile Network and a partner like somebody like us to come in and do that, that they could get what they needed to get done, that they could overcome the challenges regarding the connectivity, and that ultimately that they can um, solve the problem themselves. And I I think that that took a lot of political will, um, because if I was a city commissioner or if I was the mayor, I imagine that I would feel the pressure from all sides. But I think knowing and seeing the vision gives them the confidence to really meet the people and give them what they need. And they need access. And I think that is what gives them the confidence, what gives us the confidence, and it gives all of us the the spirit of being able to but do this confidence. I
2: understand that the private sector, the internet service providers say that why on earth is the city doing this? 98% of the city was covered. You had internet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, available
2: for 98% of the population?
1: Well, it depends on what you call internet, sir. Um, you know, if you say that an adequate connection is 25 over three and you lived through this pandemic and you had more than one remote worker, you had a small businesses in some cases, running out of your homes, you had multiple students connecting to the internet. I don't know if we want to call that the internet anymore. What you really want is to bring in a technology that is not available today here in the city of Brownsville. Um, There there were claims of this network being seen as an overbuild. And the example that I give to others is that if if the folks are going to call us out and saying that we're overbuilding, we would still be driving on dirt roads in the same methodology of the same mindset because we we have copper networks in brownsville we have a a combination of hybrid fiber and copper networks and that is why the residents aren't able to experience the benefits of having a fiber network so an end-to-end fiber network in the city of brownsville is non-existent and um, we're ready to give them something that they don't have and we know the appetite's strong for it 93 percent of the survey res- respondents, I mean that—that's a to beyond an overwhelming number. That's an A minus. Um, wish it was an A plus, but we're pretty close. And um, you know, at this point, we got to put our head down. We got a lot of work to do, and uh, we have a lot of things to to focus on to bring this project to fruition. Um, start getting people connected. Start getting this middle mile in the ground. And we you know, we're tune all a lot of that stuff out.
2: So, um, I understand that uh, the city got money through ARPA, you know, the rescue package, twenty million, and you, lit communities, found another seventy million. Where were you able to get that money?
1: Oh, well, you know, we we have a larger, more strategic relationship and partnership with our investors, um, Stevens Capital Group, and the Pritzker Organization. And honestly, being here today to do what we just did right now is a testament to the vision that we share collectively from every employee to the partners we work in, but also our investors. They know of Brownsville, Texas. They know that Brownsville is the least connected community in the country. So for them, I imagine as investors, they're able to see the positive social and economic impact that this project will have. And for me, I'm thankful for their vision because it's shared and it's mutual and we're all on the same page here together. We wouldn't be able to close the digital divide without having the capital partners that we have um, in Stevens and um, the Pittsburgh organization.
2: And, And your investors, your partners, yeah. those two entities you just mentioned are they expecting a return on their investment will you make your money back
1: absolutely we, this, this wouldn't be they, they wouldn't let us be here today if this wasn't something that they felt confident in that they didn't believe in as well you know we work with communities all across the country and only a handful of them uh, to this point have come into this, this fruition um, we have others coming behind Brownsville hopefully but um, they, they they really are excited about this project as well too because they know how big this is going to be and most certainly, return on investment is always an expectation that they have. And we're here as the private partners with them to, to deliver that.
2: Do you, I know this is more a question for Mayor Mendes, but do you think the city is going to have to spend a lot of money maintaining this once it's installed? Is it going to be a huge cost ongoing? for the generations to
1: come? Uh, no, I mean, we, we've er- as part of the agreement between the city, um, BTX Fiber and uh, Texas, we've- we're working through the operation and maintenance aspects, and part of us being involved with the fiber-to-the-home aspect will mean that there will be an economies of scale on how we will be able to take care of this middle-mile network that is critical to ourselves as part of the last mile. Um, we know we've, we've been very, um, we've modeled all the operational and, and maintenance expenses over the last several years on what this is going to look like so we have a clear expectation of what it's going to take and um, you know I think the city uh, there's also going to present actually more opportunities for local residents to learn how to operate and maintain this network. We want to have workforce development opportunities in partnership that we hope we can build with Texas Southmost College and partnerships that we would like to build with Workforce Solutions Cameron so that way not only can we build this project here, not only can it benefit the residents here, but if we can employ people to take care of these assets for 10, 20, 30 years down the road, that's going to create jobs. These could create service companies that could help support this effort, um, you know, splicers and fiber providers. I mean, this is, this is going to create an ecosystem here. And to us, it's a lot more important than just putting something in the ground. It's about building that ecosystem. So, you know, we're going to take care of the city's asset, and, um, and we hope that the residents of Ransel can as well, too
2: your message to other cities along the border uh, in the Rio Grande Valley I mean is this a model that they should be looking at as well
1: absolutely I mean if you're able to as a local community um, experience some of the revenue sharing that we're proposing and included here in this package and in others that we do throughout the country absolutely rather than having a provider come in and just kind of dictate their own terms and really not see any of that economic benefit or impact going directly into the city's general funds. this is a model that does differently than that and I know here in the city of Brownsville they're already figuring out ways to identify that revenue and recapture it and put it into other areas that they need within the city that need investment. So that way um, now you have a revenue generating asset and I think any, most cities right now you know, they look at bridges, they look at water, electric for revenue generation, broadband should be part of that mix and other leaders that are exploring this I say uh, you know, to try to not listen to some of the static out there. Really get involved, go on a fact-finding mission, Um, do surveys, hear from your people, hear their voices. Um, And then I think it's also beneficial too, to ask the folks that are providing right now in your community, um, what can you do for me? You know, we have needs here, how are you gonna help me? And really put them on the spot. And if you see that they may not be um, as responsive, then that gives the city Elaine the to then develop that own solution, just like we did here in Brownsville. Well, I just, I just want to thank the city, um, the city staff, city management. This is something that I'm going to be proud of every day of my life.
0: That was the chief strategy officer of Lit Communities, Rene Gonzalez, talking to Steve Taylor about the Brownsville Broadband Initiative. On another podcast, I speak to the CEO of Lit Communities, Brian Snyder, about the Brownsville Broadband Initiative. I'm Mario Munoz, reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.